Welcome to the Heart of Dating Podcast. Hey, it's Kate. I'm so glad you could join us this week as we try to untangle the ever so ambiguous world of dating as a Christian. Over here on Heart of Dating, we get real as we answer some tough questions and uncover transformative ways to approach Christian dating. Oh, and you better believe we have some laughs along the way, because last time I checked, the struggle is hashtag real. You know what I'm saying? Now, let's get to the heart of the matter. Hey, Heart of Dating fam, it's your host and friend Kate here, and I want to say welcome back to another episode today. We are so thrilled to let you know of something super epic we have coming up. I have decided to team up with my good girlfriend, Christina, who is the founder of the DTR blog. If y'all don't already go follow her on Instagram, you need to do it. She is hilarious and wonderful and filled with so much truth. Let's be honest. We need some humor when it comes to Christian dating, right? We really do. So here's the thing. We want to give y'all a fun, stress-free, amazing place to meet like-minded single men and women who love Jesus. So we have partnered to bring you an HOD DTR singles soiree. Yes. It's going to be held on May 11th here in Los Angeles. Your ticket will give you free wine for the evening sponsored by our friends at One Hope, which is so delicious. Trust me. There will be some fun entertainment done by me and Christina, so be prepared to laugh and inspired. We will also have music and a few other fun surprises. And to all the ladies, yes, there will be tons of guys. And to all the guys, definitely come and bring your friends. So to grab a ticket, you can get an early bird ticket right now for 30% off or buy one, get one half, which is also a great deal to just bring a friend. You can go to hoddtrsoiree.eventbrite.com to get your ticket. Okay, friends, one more announcement. I want to encourage y'all that if you like this podcast, it would mean so much to us if you'd consider writing us a review and ranking us on iTunes. It helps us to continue to get more discovered. So if you're willing, would you go ahead and right now go to the bottom of our iTunes page, rank us five stars and write a short review, just one minute of your time. I want to quickly read a review from Taylor Brooke H. She says, I've recently found this podcast and it has seriously become one of my favorite top three podcasts to listen to every week. Kate has so much wisdom and a heart for her listeners and the single community. I've learned a lot about dating and being single. I can't say enough, but I'm so grateful for this podcast. Taylor girl, you are the best. Okay, everyone. So today I'm super excited for the gals we have on the show, Mac and Ken's. Mackenzie Wilson, also known as Mac, and Mackenzie Baker, also known as Ken's, are entrepreneurs, podcasters, authors, and the founders of Delight Ministries, an organization that empowers, educates, and provides a community for college women across the U.S. Their mission is to invite college women into a Christ-centered community that fosters vulnerability and transforms lives. And y'all, today they have chapters on 140 college campuses nationwide. It is amazing. And what I love so much is that they actually also created this really fun dating quiz. It's this quiz that has six different types of dating personalities. I have to admit, y'all, the descriptions are spot on. It is so nuts. So today I sit down with the ladies to talk about all six dating personality types, as well as some of the best parts and struggles of each types. It's so fun because all three of us girls are actually different types, so it really made for a fun conversation. By the way, you can take the quiz yourself by going to delightministries.com forward slash FTG quiz. Okay, so without further ado, here's my awesome combo with the adorable Mac and Ken's. 
Mac and Ken's ladies, I am so excited to have you on the Heart of Dating podcast today. Welcome. <laughs> Thank you. We are so excited to be here. We love talking about dating, obviously. <laughs> I know. Wow, Kate, you have us feeling like dating experts. I am <laughs> yes. so excited to be in your shoes, the true dating expert. Oh, yeah. wow. That's an honor to even say that. I For so long, I never wanted to claim like being a dating expert. But now I'm like, fine, I'm just going to own it. I don't really like the word expert still, but I'll be like a dating connoisseur, I guess, of sorts. Yes. <laughs> but you ladies yes. are too. Okay. We got to talk about what y'all do because I love it so much. So you gals are the co-founders of Delight Ministries, right? And it's so awesome, ladies. I just would love for you to tell us a little bit more about what that is. Yeah. So Delight is actually a college women's ministry. So we have chapters or communities on about 126 campuses all over the country. Yeah. Yeah, it's so fun. And our whole our whole mission is really just inviting women into Christ in our community that will foster vulnerability and transform their story. You know, college is such a interesting time of life. There's so much coming at you. And so we really want to just create a place for women to feel safe, to feel known, and then to have a community around them just to point them back towards Christ. So we have the best jobs ever. We love what we get to do. Oh, it's so awesome. I love, love, love it. And it's so true. Like being in college, this is such, that's such a pivotal time in your life and so much happens. And you're kind of like in that in-between of you're away from the parents, you're learning, and then you're preparing for that next phase of life of going out fully on your own. Like now I have a job and I have to pay bills and all the things after that. Mm -hmm. Such a pivotal time. So you guys, what you're doing is amazing. And what Mm -hmm. I love from just conversations we have is, uh, or we've had in the past is just your different, varied dating backgrounds, which I think is so cool. So how did, when did you guys first discover that you were a little bit different when it came to dating? (laughs) Yes. I love that question. <laughs> I know. So funny to think about. Um, but so Mac and I met when we were in college, our freshman year, actually, we were in um, the cafeteria during freshman orientation and our moms introduced us. It was so embarrassing. Yes. We're still kind of red from the embarrassment of yeah. your moms like yelling across the cafeteria oh to introduce gosh. you You're because like, we had the same name. So yeah. Wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Right. So your that's moms... how we first met. I love how yeah. people People's connections is like, well, because you guys have the same name, you should be friends. It's like, okay. Yes. That's what happened. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I didn't even know. It was quite a shot in the dark. Yeah. I yeah. not even been close to friends. I so. know, right? Well, it's like when married people are like, well, you're single and you're single. Therefore, you guys should be together. I'm like, but there's like tons of people in the world that are single. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. seem to work <laughs> out for you guys anyway. So yeah, sorry, yes. continue. That's where we first met in the cafeteria. And we exchanged a few awkward words and we actually um, really didn't become friends until the end of our freshman year. And um, we just quickly got to know each other and realized we both have just a heart for um, serving others, a heart for the Lord and pursuing our faith. And it was just such a sweet um, friendship that started. And gosh, I guess here at the beginning, even just when we first met, we quickly recognized our differences when it comes to dating. Yes. I was uh, (laughs) freshman year and I started dating a guy like three months into freshman year of college. Mm -hmm. And um, 
Yeah. And probably flirted with a few boys even before that. And oh, yes. <laughs> so many guys had crushes on Ken's in college. Oh, let's wow, just so say. Flattering. Yeah, I don't yeah. know about that. She was like the cute Cali girl. All the guys were into her. <laughs> <laughs> but then there's Mac, and Mac like really didn't date much. Yeah, nobody school. had crushes on me. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, they did. She was like, you know, um, off limits and independent and did her own thing and wasn't even thinking about boys so clearly we came from very different places yeah it's so true that's (laughs) so funny you're like why don't you just date more and she's like no I'm good how I am like you know (laughs) I love this conversation I know seriously I was Oh, yeah. I was all about being – I was way over-involved in college, let's just say. So doing all the other things but dating in college. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so I love that through this – and um, you do, you guys do so much with Delight Ministries, but I love that you guys also created this incredibly epic dating quiz called Discovering Your Date – or Discover Your Dating Personality, which kind of details out six different dating types. So I love this. I love it so much, and we're going to talk all about it today, but I want to know like what made you guys even want to create this kit quiz it's such an awesome idea yeah you know it's such a funny story it's one of those things that you know sitting here now we think about it sometimes like where did this all come from but I think it stems back to we uh, came out with a book a couple of years ago called for the girl and it's stories and devotionals all about dating and relationships Mm -hmm. and Actually, really intentionally from the beginning of Delight, we decided to kind of not make Delight the place where girls only wanted to talk about dating and only wanted to talk about boys. Like we really wanted it to be a place that was so centered on Jesus. And so we didn't talk about it a ton within our chapters. And then we kind of realized, oh, shoot, like we've created a gap. Like this is something that college women are facing and struggling with. And we wanted to provide them a resource. So we came out with For the Girl and we just got the best response from it. So many, I used to get so many texts of girls just saying, I read the whole book. Oh my goodness. It like changed everything for me. And um, we actually then went on the tour with it. Like we did all this stuff with it. And then this past year, we were sitting in our office one day and just talking and saying, I feel like there's like needs to be a next step. Like mm-hmm. there needs to be something else for girls that, you know, are looking to date and want to pursue a relationship. But there's also so much that they can do in their singleness to prepare and so much that they can do to fall in love with Jesus right here and right now, instead of focusing so much on that. And so we decided we want to do a workbook all around that. And then we were like, let's do a quiz. And as we, Kenzie and I just talked about all of the women that we've sat down with over the years, like we've been on countless of coffee dates with college girls where they've shared, you know, every story, every heartbreak, every breakup in the book, And um, we just kind of realized that there's certain ways, like there's certain tendencies that women approach dating with. And so we were like, gosh, it would be so helpful to be able to have a a language to use to talk about how you approach dating and like, what are the specific fears and tendencies and desires that come along with that? And so we kind of hold up in our office, like on our whiteboard for months and months and months, like testing it. We'd bring in our, we'd bring in different college girls like every day and be like, okay, take the quiz. What'd you get? Do you feel like that's you? 
and um, did that so for good. several, several months. And it was so fun to see girls be like, oh my goodness, like, that's me. I'm a little creeped out that you know me that well. And uh, <laughs> they're like, yeah, you're, so I'm reading so myself right now. Like, that's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's been fun. <laughs> yes. And I love that you guys say too, like um, when we last talked that the way we each approach dating is a lot of the time mirrors how we approach our relationship with God. I'd love for you to just talk about that a bit because I think that's so true. And I, I love, I love that. So maybe just expand on that a little for us. Yeah, totally. Um, so yeah, it's so true. I think that the way we approach dating, the way we treat a potential significant other, or the things that we desire, fear, want is just very similar to our relationship with Jesus. And um, actually in our book, How to Prepare for Your Future Love Story, which is um, the book we wrote surrounding these different types, mm-hmm. um, it really details a lot more about this, but it says like your biggest desire, your biggest fear, mm-hmm. and like literally all your tendencies when it comes to dating, like things you should look out for. And I think that all of these things are so true in your relationship with Jesus. Like we all have like big desires and big fears when it comes to like talking with him and being in a relationship with him and getting to know him. Mm. And then also we have tendencies too. Like some of us, we fear like, you know, committing to him and yeah. spending like a ton of our time with him. We fear, you know, we put up walls with him mm. or we, um, yeah, a number of different tendencies. And I just think it's very similar to the way that we approach our relationship with Jesus, which is crazy. And that's why, you know, the whole book is really about like how important it is to like dive into like your relationship with with Jesus, because you'll learn so much more and mature so much more. And you'll bring like double the amount of love, like double the amount of understanding and self-awareness when it comes to your dating life. I love that. That's so good. So, so, so good. So true. Okay. So I must admit, I did take the quiz and I got to just tell y'all what I am. Okay. Um, I'm the romantic. (laughs) I feel like, yeah. This is actually like one of the funnest ones ever. It's so funny because I like read through all the types. I, I kind of got like also a split between the committed and the romantic, but after reading, I was like, no, I'm definitely... I feel like I got the committed mainly because now I'm a little older and I'm like ready to settle down, you know, but at the heart, I really am the romantic. And so (laughs) I would love for you ladies to reveal to everyone what your types are. And then we can kind of go through a rundown of each of the types. (laughs) Yes. I have to tell you one funny story real fast though. My, okay. So my brother, I have an older brother and he has a friend who has been like hearing about the dating quiz. And so he's been texting me and we have a podcast as well, where we talk about each type and, um, he's been listening to every episode and texting me like, what is the, what would boys think of the type? Like each type, what are their take on the type? And he told me, this is hilarious. (laughs) He told me that the romantic is the girl with a little bit of crazy behind her eyes. That's hilarious, but also maybe a little true in the best way. You know what I mean? In a good way, but also sometimes in a bad way too. Like I've definitely been on the unhealthy end of being the romantic of like, I just envision everything with you immediately after meeting you. And like that used to be like, you really live in the fantasy vision of what it could be with that person. 
Yes, I know. I was loving it. I'm just dying how invested. He's like 33 and he's so invested in our dating type. So guys are into this stuff too. They're like, um, they want the girls to take it because they're going to only go out with like one of the six types that they choose. They're yes. like, I want to yes. go with the committed. And so I'm only yes. going out with you if you're that type. Yeah, it's going to start to be like the first question these yeah. guys are asking on the dates. What type are you? No <laughs> Enneagram types anymore. Just what's your dating personality? Yeah, yeah. to it. Anyway, yes. Okay, so I'm actually the flirt. That's my type, which the flirt is um, (laughs) hilarious. It says it a lot in the name. They just like to flirt with (laughs) the boys, scared of commitment, but you know, in for the chase. Yes, (laughs) all about the chase. Yes. And then I am the independent. So Mm. the independent is the girl who is too busy chasing her dreams, doesn't have time for the boys. Um, but I think secretly deep down, she really does have a desire to, to be in a relationship and to have that one day to have that love story, but she really fears intimacy and vulnerability because she's always had this strong exterior. Mm. And so I think that for the independent that often keeps us from dating and kind of keeps us in our places of comfort. Mm, that's interesting. That totally makes sense. You're like, I'm good in my own world. You find that a lot too with a lot of girl bosses I see later yes. in life. We're like really independent because I can come off that way too. But, mm-hmm. you know, there has to be a level of balance of like, how do I actually admit, like, actually, I like when a guy opens a door for me or I'm okay with going on a date with someone. I can add that and make space for that in my life. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, ladies, okay, those three types, will you just give us even more of a rundown of all six types? So just everyone listening can just like briefly know what they are. <laughs> yes, definitely. Okay, we're going to do this rapid fire. Yes, so, do it. Romantic, we'll start with the romantic. The romantic is the girl who loves love. She's probably had a million boyfriends in her life. She falls easily in and out of love. I'm laughing because that's me. You're, saying, <laughs> you're like, just talking me. about me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and typically she's more invested in the love story than the actual relationship itself. Ooh. So she'll end up in not the best relationships and um, she will, she'll jump five steps ahead of in her brain. Mm-hmm. Um, and so oftentimes I think that can distract her from her purpose, her ultimate mm. purpose and even her relationship with the Lord. Yeah. Yeah. So true. And then we have the independent, the independent, you know, like Mac was saying, they really want their own love story. They want to be loved, but they don't want to sacrifice their dreams or ambitions. Mm. Uh, they choose like their future, their ambitions over a relationship. And often they numb the pain of loneliness. Yeah. Um, Very true. They see like even like being with somebody as a weakness almost, Mm. you know, they're like, I want to be strong and independent if I'm with somebody or need somebody like that's going to show like my weaknesses or my flaws. And they just fear people getting to know them intimately too. So Mm. that's the independent the independent. Next is the flirt. We love our flirts. They're the girls who love attention, but <laughs> don't want the commitment. I was realizing the other day that all my friends are flirts. Not sure what that says about me, oh my but <laughs> it but... says that she just has really cool friends. Yes, that's right. <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. You're like on the spot. You're like, I got to say that now. <laughs> yeah. But the flirt is the girl who really is like great at getting guys attention but at the end of the day she doesn't want to be tied down and oftentimes it's because she has built such unattainable expectations and she kind of lives off of the lie of there's somebody else 
better out there. Mm. And that's why she'll never settle down because she fears like, oh, what if it's the wrong person? And um, what if it's somebody, there's somebody better out there for me. So Mm. the floor is always looking for an excuse to run and this is something Kenzin and I have learned a lot about the flirt in the journey of creating the quiz because she's the flirt. So. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> okay. And then we have the committed. The committed is, um, and like you were saying before, it really is the person that like wants to just like be in a relationship. Mm-hmm. They um, love like the comfort of like having somebody to be with. They've probably been like dreaming about their wedding day ever since they were a little girl. Um, oh, yeah. We joke that they're probably the ones that watch HGTV. Like, <laughs> Joanna, <laughs> yes. Yeah, yes. They have a problem exactly. with the Pinterest board, right? <laughs> yeah, oh, yes. for sure. They've like pinned everything about their wedding day. They just like love, love and just want to be a wife, want to be a mom. And <laughs> almost have put that at like a pedestal sometimes. Mm. Um, and oftentimes they meet somebody they just like want to make that relationship work so bad that they'll like bury any like insecurities or Mm -hmm. uncertainties just so that they can um be with someone Mm -hmm. and yeah they love that like sense of security so oh my gosh and I even as you're saying that I relate to that so much I had like, you know, in a past relationship, one of my biggest heartbreaks, like I definitely was a, a such a mix of the romantic and the committed, I feel, which I think mm-hmm. some of that overlaps, but I lived so deeply in the infatuation and the story of who we were and w- what we, what we could be. And yeah. so much of me put that I was so committed. I was like, I was pretending to be a wife before I was a wife for sure. And I totally put that relationship in many ways on a pedestal. And what I realized in that process for me was I actually put myself down here. And so, you know, I, I say this, or I've said it in the past, but I started comparing him to past guys instead of comparing him to Jesus in a way. And, you know, when we compare to Jesus, like no one's going to ever reach that level of perfection, but it just is to say that everyone is a human and everyone has human qualities, which means we make mistakes sometimes. And we can't see someone as on such a pedestal that, you know, we put our whole value into them and that relationship and that person above ourselves. Oh my gosh, girls. So just as you're saying that, I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah. It's funny. It's interesting. A lot of people do end up finding like the combinations of the two types really fit them. And in different relationships, you can take on kind of different types. But um, okay, so next is the rescuer. So the rescuer is the girl who loves the bad boys. (laughs) I always say this is so funny. And now that the Hills is making a comeback, uh, this is even more applicable. But (laughs) you remember Audrina from the Hills, right? Oh, my God. Okay. I do want a rescuer because of Justin Bobby. Oh Justin my gosh, Bobby. you're right. Justin Bobby. Right? Girl, you're speaking my language. I was boy. totally into like Laguna Beach in the Hills back in the day. Oh, forever. <laughs> I would watch reruns all day right now. Yes. If I could, honestly. <laughs> but the rescuer is the girl who just sees potential in almost anyone. Mm. You know, she's usually drawn to the guys with kind of like rough past or guys that are kind of mysterious or the bad boy or a little damaged because the rescuer really finds validation in others needing her. Mm-hmm. And she's quick to kind of place her identity in the people surrounding her or in a relationship or in another person. Mm-hmm. Um, and so because of this, she's usually pretty defensive and protective of her relationships. And she'll struggle creating healthy 
and good emotional boundaries and will often just kind of lose herself in this attempt to fix another person or mm-hmm. to kind of be that, um, that, you know, the one that can finally change him and make him a good guy. So, so that's the rest of Probably also yeah. someone who might, you know, tend to date a non-Christian too, or be really open to that. Cause you can see the potential of like, Oh, but they ha- they're so good. They could love Jesus, you know? <laughs> yes. Yes. That is a huge tendency. Like if you're <laughs> the girl that tends to end up in like a relationships with guys who are not believers and you're kind of always like, but you know, if you love to, what is it? Um, um, mission, yeah, missionary, missionary, missionary day. day. Yes. yes. <laughs> then you might be a rescuer. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's good. Um, I also think that rescuer is probably one of the harder ones to admit. And that's when it, when we go back to the quiz and we're like, you got to be like brutally honest in this quiz yeah. because you might not admit that you like love people needing you. So then last but not least, we have the cautious. The cautious <laughs> is, um, she really wants to be loved, but she often like lets her insecurities or even like lack of experience hold her back. So she really is the one that like probably hasn't had a ton of dating experience mm-hmm. and that just like keeps her from pursuing anything at all. Mm-hmm. Um, she's also like, because of this, probably a little bit timid or afraid of like physical intimacy with somebody. Mm-hmm. She feels nervous around boys. Um, and she just like totally desires her like, or she hides her desire to ever be loved. She just doesn't even really want people to know. She kind of just like um, shells up and doesn't love to talk about it. So that's mm-hmm. kind of the cautious. The cautious is really awesome though in the sense that like, I think they really have high standards for themselves yeah. and they've had like so much like time with Jesus and like have really like dove into that. Mm-hmm. And their like intimacy with the Lord is probably like, just a really special thing. I wouldn't say that it's better than any other type or anything like that, but they've probably had just like a lot of time with Jesus, which is really cool. You know, I find that the cautious in what you guys are saying is so much, so many of the women I talk to seem to resonate in that category. They are later in their twenties or mid twenties or even thirties. And some of them have never even been on a date. And, but I find that, you know, there's a lot of insecurity surrounding that. However, they also, what the beautiful part is, I find those people to be so self-aware because they've spent a lot of yeah. time with Jesus, a lot of time with themselves. Typically, I find so that's like a beautiful gift of that season. So I think that yeah. you know, just empowering those women. I mean, just like personally, because I meet so many women and guys who are even somewhat this type. But that um, mm-hmm. it's a beautiful thing that you know yourself. So even if you feel unexperienced, like the fact that you've had these years to really dive into who you are and be more self-aware is actually such a gift, and that's makes you actually ahead of so many people. Like I didn't get to experience that as the romantic <laughs> until. <laughs> I like until I was like 24 to be honest because yeah. after real 10 years of dating of <laughs> not stop dating and so yeah. I and I constantly was finding my identity from relationships instead of figuring out who I actually am and what I actually really want and love so yeah, yeah. and I think one thing about the cautious too is that is really was surprising to me after creating this quiz is you know, we love to get it and to kind of dig into the results of the quiz because we can kind of see the back end of everybody's quiz because yeah. you take it online. And um, I mean, we've had over around 20,000 people take the quiz. So we've got 
some good data we're building. Mm. And the cautious is the second most popular type. So this means that you are not alone if you don't have much dating experience. There's so many women out there who are right there in your shoes and with you. Mm. And I think that that's cool because you'd think a lot of girls who are the cautious tend to shy away from talking about dating and relationships because they feel like they're the only ones. But just taking comfort and knowing that you are definitely not the only one. And there's actually so much beauty in kind of waiting in some of that area. So I think that's cool. And I thought that was interesting. That's so awesome. Now, do you mind me asking what is the number one type that you normally get? Or the most consistent? Yes. What would be your guess? Let's hear. What do you think? Okay. I don't know. I would I would probably say the committed, but I could totally be wrong. <laughs> yes. No, you're right. It's Am committed. I right? Yeah, okay. Like, yes. Yes. You got it. And of course, you know, we're kind of in this like Christian circle of people. And yeah. I think that just is like a desire, you know, as we're following yep. Jesus, that's kind of like next step sometimes is mm-hmm. to like be in a relationship and start a family. So it makes sense. But yeah, it's totally like by far the number one type. Yeah, super interesting. I'm like, am I less Christian because I'm more the romantic or like, no, it's like so funny. But the committed (laughs) is like the Christian type, like the ultimate Christian woman type. I feel like I'm just laughing about it. Yeah. Not that it's necessarily bad, but it's definitely more on the air. It airs on the side of the more cliche of what you would think. (laughs) Yes, it it. does. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Friends, I just want to take a quick break from our amazing episode today to tell you a bit of our Heart of Dating sponsor for this episode. Let me just tell you, as a single woman, I am personally all about living my very best life in the season. Anyone else with me here? And because of that, I make sure I'm taking care of myself and prioritizing self-care, beauty, and fitness as much as I possibly can. But here's the thing. There are so many products out there, and sometimes I just want someone to share the best of the best with me to make my life even easier. That is when I discovered the amazing FabFitFun. If you don't already know what it is, it's a seasonal box with full-size beauty, fitness, and lifestyle products. I love that they give you full-size products. The box I personally received is so awesome, you guys. These are products that are actually top of the market that I truly use. Each season's box featured a variety of amazing quality brands such as Tarte, Kate Somerville, Anthropology, Free People, Dr. Brandt, and so many more. That's just the beginning of it. The box with all these products retails for $49.99, but always has a value of over $200 within the box. Yes, 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 and amen. So, Getting your FabFitFun box in the mail kind of feels like it's your birthday four times a year. When I got mine, I was so in awe because so many of the brands I use already and just love so much. So today, friends, just for Heart of Dating listeners, y'all are going to get $10 off your first box. Mm-hmm. Just go to FabFitFun.com and use the code HOD10 so you can save $10 off your first box, making it only $39.99. Again, that's fabfitfun.com using the code HOD10. Y'all, I'm just so excited for this. You deserve to live your very best single life. So go on and treat yourself. Okay, so ladies, I'd love to just talk even more about um, maybe even just getting vulnerable and talking about some of the struggles of your dating personality and how that's played out in relationship or even some of the best qualities and what you've recognized. And I'll totally share as well, but I'd love to kind of get in that with you. <laughs> yeah, totally. No, we want to hear yours too. I'm curious. Oh, yeah. <laughs> getting real um so yeah I can I guess I'll kick it off so as a flirt um 
It's so funny. I mean, Mac literally just dies laughing when we think back <laughs> to just like creating with quiz and like mm-hmm. the things that I have had like a bazillion epiphanies through this whole process oh being God. like, oh my gosh, that's why I struggle with this or like, that's, that's me. And in a lot of ways it's been really affirming because I think like, it's just really good to recognize that like your, the way you approach dating is just different than other people around you. And like, so when somebody says something like you shouldn't be like, you shouldn't like be totally like caught off guard or like, you know, reflect that directly to your situation because it's so different. But Anyways, for the flirt, um, as a flirt, I mean, I like have lived in this headspace of just like not wanting to commit to anything and like always thinking that there could potentially be something better out there. And that's just like a big tendency of this like dating personality type is that like you just create this like unattainable expectation that really like nobody will ever meet. And mm it's pretty dangerous because you could have somebody really awesome in front of you and not be willing to like commit to that or even consider committing to that. It's not even that like I have to be with him and just like, I can't even give it the like option of being with him. And so anyways, it's It's been really interesting. I'm going to really, yeah, go ahead. No, it's interesting that you say that because I feel like that type or that tendency is so much more prevalent now, especially with where our culture is today, because we become like an instant gratification or what's next and what's next best culture, you know, like you can get anything at your fingertips. You have like a gazillion spaghetti sauce types when you go to the store. So like, which one is the best one? Like, I don't know. And so you're always second guessing. I like buy one and I'm like, but actually I stand Look, This is actually legitimately happened. I'm like looking at all the spaghetti types like um I don't know the vodka sauce or the um I don't know what all the kinds are to be honest with you but there's so many there's pesto and there's this and I was so so overwhelmed with choices and so many of them look appealing and but it's the same thing with dating so I think uh or especially that's I think come over into dating in lots of areas you know we switch jobs way more quickly now or I can barely sometimes finish a book because I'm like oh I need to read the next best book now um or makeup products for women I feel like it's the same thing you like get one and Mm -hmm. then like oh here's this next thing out on the market you should try this now and so I'm like okay now I immediately want to try that let me forget about this lip gloss and that one um totally totally it makes dating so hard because there's just like always another option like which Mm -hmm. is so sad and scary but it's like you know you could be somebody amazing and you're still like Oh, but there's like, until we're married, I could, if he makes one mistake or says one wrong thing, I could totally just choose something else and start all over. And like, it's just a dangerous headspace to live in because you're never going to like, you will never like, you won't get any deeper with that person. You'll just stay on the surface and Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And it's interesting too, kind of just being her friend throughout all of this. And I've seen, you know, just different people come in and go out of her life. And it's funny because it never is really dependent on the guy in her life. It's she, those like fears or doubts would come up no matter what, like no matter how awesome the guy was or no matter how Mm. not awesome he was. And so that was when we kind of realized like, oh, this is such an internal thing that, that 
she would have to grow in. And I think that's so much in dating. Like we always put the, the blame or the, we put the, um, you know, the growth on the other person Mm -hmm. and there's so much to grow in ourselves. And so it was kind of fun to, to watch her realize this and to walk through her with this. And then it's just been a cool, like side process watching, watching her do her thing. (laughs) I love that so much girls, because it's kind of like, I love saying like we, you know, we should never just end something with like, well, that's just how I am. That's just how I am. I I kind of push back against that now because, yes, we have tendencies. And I just want to encourage people to say that that could be a lot of how you are and your tendency. But why? Like, have you ever thought about why are you that way? You know, like what has made you have that tendency and become more curious with ourselves to say, okay, this is a tendency that's not just about the other person. It's really about me. And it's a pattern. Maybe it's not always the healthiest pattern. So maybe I should think about that and think about where it comes from and where that began and, and how I can start shifting that potentially. Yeah, yeah, taking definitely. ownership in it. Exactly. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, the ownership. I will say some best qualities of the flirt. Yes. Though. Yes. Yes. You <laughs> <amazing. Please> do. <laughs> Please do. <laughs> but yeah, just I think that the flirt really the sweet part of the flirt is that they can connect with people really well. I yes. think it can be a dangerous thing as well because of course one of their like biggest tendencies is like connecting, having the guy fall in love with them, and then they're just like, I don't like you, and it can be a dangerous <laughs> thing, but it's also beautiful thing in the sense of like they can be super personable really easy to talk to Mm you um yeah and I think that's true True. Mm -hmm. that's awesome yeah. Mm-hmm. I love, yes, yes. definitely yes. talk about the positive parts of each two because there is so much positivity. To there you. are. Yes. yes. Each it's brings something true. unique and beautiful to the world. It's so funny because, um, you know, the Enneagram, it goes back to like your childhood things. Yeah. I think in a lot of ways this does too. And it, it might go back to like your first relationship or your first heartbreak. And so for me in high school, the first guy that I ever really liked, um, I liked him for like two years. We talked all the time, but he never wanted to date me. Mm. And, um, it kind of, I think just told me this narrative that like, Oh, like that's just not, I'm not going to be the girl that dates. And I never wanted to feel that pain of that heartbreak again, of like being rejected or not being desired in that way that I just built up a 10,000 foot wall to protect myself and said, well, I will never be that girl. Yeah. I'm a castle with a moat around it and you have a drawbridge that I'm not allowing down for anybody. Yes. (laughs) And so if you want to date me, you're going to have to work really, really hard. Mm -hmm. And, um, that kind of became my dating style. I feel like is like that if in when I would ever date, it would be situations like that. And, um, I've just found that I'm I'm not good at letting people get to know the real me. I'm so good at that with my girlfriends. Like I have yeah. a million and one girlfriends. I lead a women's ministry. Like yeah. I'm killer at that. But when it comes to dating, I if I have any interest, I just go into a different version of myself. Mm-hmm. And it's really guarded. It's um, not interested. It's all of those things. And it's really, I think, and no, it's just a defense mechanism of, I don't want to get hurt in that way again. So nowadays in my dating walk or in like, just like my dating journey, I have to be so intentional about Mm. knowing those walls are up and intentionally taking them down and learning to be vulnerable in settings that don't feel comfortable to me. Mm. And I'm still growing. I'm still not that great at it, (laughs) but 
<laughs> you know, getting better and, and trying to get to the other side of that. And I think just like realizing that, oh, that's a defense mechanism, naming it, calling it out. Then, um, you know, if I get back from a date or something and I tell Ken's or I tell my friends about it and they're like, oh my goodness, you can't do that. And I'm like, I know, I know, I know. So, um, <laughs> We're growing, we're working on it. And yeah. So. <laughs> and then so I guess best, yeah. And then I guess best qualities is that it's been really cool because unlike a lot of girls, like I was so focused in college on my dreams and where God was like leading me and guiding me. And I mean, I've seen it in my life, like the uh, fruits of my life have not been a boyfriend or dating or marriage or relationships, but there have been so many other areas of my life that have yielded so much fruit and so much goodness. And I really am so confident in who I am. And I don't want anybody who like doesn't like love the full version of me. And yeah. so confident in that. And that's been a cool, like, I think that's a cool um, tendency before is that we're confident in who we are and, and kind of, Oh, I am not the You're flirt. Not the, Definitely not the flirt. The <laughs> no, that's good. Yeah. So you have probably also a high level of standard and pretty self-respect. And then there's a level of like, but there's probably that level of fear of like, what happens if I do let someone in, you know? Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, I feel like yes. whenever I've coached people or talked to people who are a bit more guarded and dependent, I just always say like, you know, be practice being comfortable and voicing your needs because too often as a someone who's independent you're like I don't need to tell them my needs I'm good I can I got it myself or I can handle it over here I don't need in a relationship like no and so there's potentially more compartmentalizing or more less saying that but actually creates so many more voids so I always encourage those individuals like just practice like know know that having needs and being needy are two different things and it's okay to have needs um, and practice voicing them even if it's like so uncomfortable for you because you just rather not have that conversation you're like no 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 but I'm good um but it's so healthy to like recognize that yeah yeah it's so funny you say that I was literally Ken and I were talking five minutes before this and (laughs) I was telling her straight up I was like I just don't like meeting people. I'm out of town for like four weekends in a row and I need people to watch my dog. And I was like, I just hate relying on people. Like, oh, it makes me feel so weak and everything. (laughs) And it's so funny. Something as silly as people watching my dog. And I'm like, yeah, still got work to do if I'm going to be in a relationship. (laughs) (laughs) We're working on it. Yeah, girl. I love it. Um, Well, that's so good. I love your all's vulnerability. And I'm sure so many girls and even probably guys listening can relate to some of these qualities. Um, All right. I I'll talk about mine really quickly. Yeah, so yeah, um, <laughs> I, uh, you know, it's, it's no surprise probably for people listening to this podcast or who follow me that I am kind of a hopeless romantic. And so the fact that I got romantic, I was like, huh, yeah, that makes sense. You know, that would make sense. <laughs> and it's yeah. funny because I'm just going to read some of the things that really hit me hard, that really hit my core. Um, these are from the book, but it says the romantic loves to talk about boys. And to talk to boys. Yep. She, and she's usually the one that like asks other people within five minutes. So what about your relationships? Like what's going on in your life? Which is funny. That and, I had, and by your hosting yeah, dating podcast. Exactly. <laughs> like, I love talking about it. <laughs> and it also yeah. says she's probably been in quite a few relationships herself and falls for guys easily. <laughs> and she's more caught in the love story than the actual relationship. Guilty on that. Um, but it also, this was a heavy hitter for me, you guys, that 
but the reality of the romantic's heart is that her constant need for affirmation from guys often keeps her from stepping into the fullness of God's plans for her. Oh, yes. That is like my story from mm-hmm. the ages of 14 to 24, 100%. We kind of touched on that. But the reason why I so relate to this type is because so much of my story was looking for affirmation from men, um, you know, and various reasons. And I think for me, it goes back to my childhood and not getting a lot of that affirmation from male type figures as a child. So then I looked for it in any way I had to be the top of everything I did, but then I especially wanted that from a guy figure. And so I said this many times before, but when I was 16, I had 16 boyfriends oh my gosh um and I just yes I know I mean not at one time not at one time like all in that I was like Girl, I'm impressed that you dug up 16 boyfriends at once. No. Oh my gosh, at once. It's like, that's awful. Um, But like over the course of the year, I had about 16 boyfriends, short boyfriends. I mean, like mini flings. I guess you can't really call them all boyfriends. But I like moved schools from um, Ohio or from Connecticut to Ohio. And I was a new girl and I I ate it up. Like I had never been the new girl before. And I was, I was so excited about all this attention um but you know it led me to that those boyfriends and I got in a five-year relationship then immediately after that got in a small relationship then right after that started dating someone else for two and a half years (laughs) and and then that relationship ended up being terribly abusive and just you know in every way and really destroyed my identity I hung on to that relationship for far too long because this was, I had this dream of like, oh no, but it could be this way. And in that way, I kind of probably took on some of the qualities of the rescuer, to be honest, (laughs) because I was like Mm -hmm. with the guy who was not great and really wanted to fix him. Um, Yeah. And then even in recent years, after I took some years of singleness, entering back into dating, I still see the tendencies come up of like, you know, I really want a love story. So I struggle with giving up control and that you guys have that in the book too. And I really resonated with that because, you know, I'm like, oh, I, I probably also my Enneagram three is really into this, but I want it to look a very specific way. You know, I want it to be like this to everyone else and this to my heart. And you should just bring me flowers and write me a letter every month on our anniversary and just take me on the most beautiful sunset picnics and like proposed to me in Paris and like my mind goes to mm-hmm. all of the things. Um, yeah. so it's, yeah, it's hard because it's, it's made me realize like, okay, I've had to come back to reaffirming my worth and my identity in Jesus and realizing while the guy can add to my life, the guy will never complete my life. And, my heart has to be whole and satisfied in God first. And it's beautiful to have that love story. And it'll, I know that God's going to like write that for me one day, but I also can be so satisfied with where I am right now in my singleness. Um, So I think a beautiful part of the romantic is that we just, we love, love, we love, we love really hard on people. Um, I do think that the romantics will be amazing wives and just kind of really sacrificial and selfless. And 
I love planning romantic things for the people I'm dating. Like I love coming up with creative Aww. stuff to do and dates and stuff. So anyway, um, yes. that's kind of me. I love it. Everybody <laughs> yeah. needs a romantic girlfriend in their life too. The one who's like, tell me about the date. You know, that's so excited yes. about everything. So or like, help me plan this. Yeah. <laughs> but that's so good. I love like, it sounds like you, you truly have like, really matured as a romantic because mm-hmm. I mean of all the time I think the romantic just like struggles the most in her singleness mm-hmm. like she just is like it's super hard for her to embrace um her mm-hmm. time alone and mm-hmm. like if they can if they can like reach that and be content in their singleness like their approach to dating is going to be like you were saying, like just yeah. way selfless and so fun. And like, it will still be so romantic. And I always say with the romantic too, like the Lord does know like the desires of your heart. Like he knows that you care about like the flowers and the planning ahead and all those like things. And like, I do believe that he'll bless you and all the romantics with that once if they like take the time to like go Mm -hmm. to him first, God first and like to love him first. Yeah. Yeah. And you talk about too, about that, like mirror of God's heart, like oftentimes that the way we approach dating mirrors, how we approach our walks with the Lord. And if we could, I think if romantics, which sounds like you so have done this, like if you can channel that, like romanticism for the Lord. Like I think God wants to pursue you in that same way. Like that's like seriously the picture that's in, in scripture about, Mm -hmm. you know, that Christ loves, um, loves the church, like has his bride. And I think that if you can take that and like, let God romance you, like, and like in the same way, like you'll find that depth and intimacy with him. Um, and I think if you could just like take your eyes off of finding the one right. and like put your eyes on the one who already loves you so much, there's just so much power and freedom in that. Oh, girl, a hundred percent. And that was so beautiful. And I think for all the types, but as for me as a romantic, like how do I best experience the love of God? And for me, it is through understanding that God does want to romance me. If I have that huge Mm -hmm. desire, God is trying to romance me all the time. So now when I go and see a sunset, I'm like, I'm not just going to take that as like, oh, I wish I had a guy here to experience this sunset with me. Oh Mm -hmm. man. It's more so like, oh, God is like with me and he's experiencing this with Mm -hmm. me. And this is him, you know, and I can smile and like feel the warm sunshine and feel like so romanticized just by that moment. It's so sweet and beautiful um, when you start realizing like you can still be romance with or without a, a significant other in your life, you know, and I think all yeah. of us in some way, like, you know, we crave that companionship, we crave that mm-hmm. love and God does want to fill those voids in our heart with his love. Um And so beautiful when we can kind of balance that and recognize like, oh, all those things I think I'm missing and want in a partner, like I actually, all of those can be fulfilled by the Lord. Like I don't actually, it being in a relationship, a marriage is going to be so amazing. It'll add, add that much more to my life, but my life is not like empty or it's not missing something. It's not imperfect or incomplete right now. It is complete, you know? 
Totally. Totally. That's so good. Yeah. I love that. I love the picture of God romancing you too. Oh it's so gosh. good. Ladies, we can go on and on, but this has been so much fun. Um, I feel like this is just such a great conversation and women and guys, because we do have guys listening to this podcast will probably just love this. And so I'd love yeah. to ask you guys the final question I ask everybody on every interview is just what is your final nugget of dating advice for the listeners today? <laughs> Yes. Okay. So we um, we're talking about this because we've been talking about dating relationships more and more. And it's so simple, but I think for us, what we've seen is like you kind of in dating, you have to fight so hard to truly be yourself, to be who God created you to be. Because I think when you really kind of take off the mask and you really just like step into who you are, step into who he, he made you, um, it leaves so much freedom in dating and relationships. Like I think that when you create an environment for somebody else to feel loved and to feel known and to feel seen and heard, then you're going to get the best version of them, of them. And so I think if you bring your best version to the table, which is just your realest, whole, raw, vulnerable, true to you self, yeah. um, then you give the other person freedom and permission to do the same, which I think is just huge and, and yeah. really sets you up for that future amazing love story that we're all chasing after. So yeah. good. Yes. It is so good. Yeah. You like, if you create, if you're yourself, it allows them to be themselves. We also are like totally obsessed with the last chapter in our book that talks about pursuing your passions before oh, nice. like a guy. And I don't know, I could, I could get so fired up about this topic, <laughs> but it's like, I just think that when it comes to dating and relationships, like it is so good. And God has that for your, like he knows the plan mm-hmm. and he knows your desire and like he has that for you. And it's going to be like absolutely beautiful, incredible, but he also has like a really distinct purpose for like yes. every person and like we can't miss that. Like, yeah, there's so much more than just like your future relationship and marriage. And like, it kind of starts like now, like I've yeah. seen in Mac and I's lives, like our like purpose, like our God given calling on our life started when we were in college. And like when we were young and when we could have easily just like jumped into a relationship, we decided to like um, jump into like our calling and like pursue that before anything else. And like, I couldn't imagine if we didn't like, yeah, you know, so it's just yes. like, you not only grow so much personally and spiritually, and you're going to be like a way better version of yourself for your future somebody, but also like, and way more importantly than that, you're like, you're bringing people closer to God's kingdom and you're mm-hmm. using like your time alone for like, for him. And I don't know. It's just so, I just think yes. that every like young girl has something that they can step into now and totally should. And it's going to be actually way more exciting than probably that anyways, because it's God's calling on your life. That's huge. It's so good. I I always say like, please in the season of singleness, do the thing that sets your soul on fire. You know, like what, what is that? You know, maybe, maybe you are out of college. Maybe you're working a job that you are, you like, but it's not your crazy, crazy passion. So what else can you be doing? What is there? Like, do you love, do you want to start doing prison ministry? Do you want to, you know, start writing on the side? Maybe you'll write a book one day. Do you want to, um, just get really good at fitness? Are you really passionate about that? Do you want to lead a group cycling program? I don't know. Like these are such random ideas, Mm -hmm. but like, do 
things that set your soul <laughs> on fire um, and yes. bring people together. And yeah, don't allow it to just be the season of like, I have a big problem now with just saying like, I'm in a season of waiting or when we say that, cause I'm like, actually you're doing a lot in the season. You can, you're not just waiting for somebody to come and fill mm-hmm. your life. You are, you can be doing, like you just said, your passions and, um, yeah, spreading God's kingdom through the passions that you're pursuing. I love that. So I'm like so passionate about that too. <laughs> yeah, so good. I love it. We're on the same page. Yes, girl. <laughs> We're on the same page. Um, okay, ladies, where can everyone connect with you, take the quiz, get the books, all the things? <laughs> yes, of course. Okay, so the books and the quiz are on our website, which is delightministries.com. The quick link to the quiz is delightministries.com slash FTG quiz, which stands for for the girl. So FTG quiz. And there's also just links on the website. And then yeah, we're on Instagram delight at delight ministries. You can keep up with like everything we do there. And yes, that's us. <laughs> Ladies, you're the best. I'm so grateful for you both. I can't wait to hopefully meet in real life because I feel like we'll just be instant yes. friends. <laughs> Oh, I know. I can't wait. It's going to be so fun. You're going to let so me know fun. if you're in California because I'd love sure. to see you. <laughs> oh, yes, totally will. That's right. We'll make it happen. Yes. <laughs> well, thank you ladies so much for your vulnerability, for sharing all of this today. And thank you just for what you do because it's such making a difference. And I just love it. I love it so much. I'm a huge fan. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, same to you. We are honored that we got to be on the Heart of Dating podcast. Yes. <laughs> all right. Talk to you soon. Bye. Okay. So now that y'all have heard all about the six dating types, you'll have to go and take the quiz. You can do that at delightministries.com forward slash FTG quiz. I really love this specific quote from our time together today. Take your eyes off finding the one and instead put your eyes on the one who already loves you so much. Oh my goodness, so, so good. Let's just have that sink into our minds and our hearts this week. Okay, friends, make sure you go and check out what the gals are up to over at at Delight Ministries on Instagram. You can pick up their books, join in on what they're doing, take the quiz, all the things. I really and truly am so happy and thankful to see other people passionate about this topic and using their time and their talents to spread truth and goodness to other men and women. So thank you, Mac and Ken's, for being on today. You girls are simply the best. I cannot be more thankful for your support of the Heart of Dating podcast. I am blown away by your rankings, reviews, messages, all of it. If you want to be a part of our inner circle and support what we are doing, we encourage you to pledge any dollar amount that you want on our Patreon page at patreon.com slash heartofdating. Also, if you like this podcast, would you please consider giving us a review? It helps us immensely and we cannot thank you more. Until next time, friends.